It's Murphy, Sam, and Jody after the show, and uh, Jody spent some time over the weekend learning all the secrets, apparently, of flying from a oh. pilot that she sat next to. But it, you weren't in the cockpit. No. You were next to a pilot who was oh. traveling back. I don't think I ever want to be in the cockpit. Now, when I get on a plane, I always look into the cockpit to see, hey, what's up? Who's there? Everybody's awake? You know. Um, I would love to fly in a cockpit. That would I don't be think so I much would. Fun. Well, I'm back, all good you know, in my seat. The whole thing back you know, in the day before 9-11, remember, I mean... You could, the curtains would stay open. A lot yeah. of a lot of cases, you could I didn't you, remember that. Yeah, before they had to start locking the doors the way that they did. You know, that was that was actually kind of a cool perk. It's a shame you can't enjoy that anymore. Where the pilot would sometimes invite kids to come up and see. And wow, you know. anybody want a drink? I learned. <laughs> <laughs> I learned some really cool stuff. Okay, so I sat down next to this man. He was dressed in regular clothing. He wasn't dressed like a pilot. I kind of wish he was, but anyway, um, we're, I, I don't remember how I knew, I don't remember how the conversation even started, but he was very conversational. Mm-hmm. And so we started talking, I'm re- he's a pilot for the, for this particular airline. And he had been, we were traveling through Atlanta and he was, he worked for Delta and he was, he's been a pilot for them for many years. And before that in the air force and that's where a lot of pilots, you know, commercial airline pilots come from. The that's what one thing I learned. He was yeah. like, don't think that somebody who just decides one day they want to be a pilot get to go do this training. Yeah. He's like, they were training somewhere north of the airport. This is where their training program is there. And he said, no, every pilot, any pilot who was in that cockpit on a commercial airline is has been flying for a very long time. Right. There's nobody who decides to do this. And six months later, they're flying you. However, he does say the first time you fly a jet for Delta, you're flying full of people. Everything else is simulators. They don't let you fly it empty. Uh And like that makes sense. But there's always like for what he's going to do. And you also have a co-pilot with you. Somebody that does have experience with that. I'm telling you, he's so passionate about flying that he told me so much. I can't remember it all. You'll have to start asking me questions to let you know what I remember, what, you know, pull it out of me. Um, But. He has been flying for them for a really long time domestically, and he's decided in his career he wants to fly some different planes and some bigger planes, and so he's going to start doing international flights. And it's interesting because he has a family, beautiful children, a family of, they have four children, mm-hmm. and he was showing me the, you know, the kids and all this, and I'm like, so how is this going to be for your family with you being gone so much? Like, And he it works, actually. He's going to be home for 14 days a month and gone for you know 14 something like that so oh, okay. it actually really really works yeah i think and, they i don't remember what kind of shifts that they fly in i know there's a yeah. maximum amount of time that they can be on duty he told me i'm sure but uh but yeah it's an on off situation so that they completely yeah. recoup and he said that it's not like you know it takes him days to decompress when he gets home when he gets home he gives his family his full attention which is great because yeah. he likes to be able to step in for the, his wife and help her and be there and really be in it yeah. So it really works for his life. And so anyway, he said, you know, I've learned, I didn't know this either. If you're a pilot for this airline anyway, you fly certain jets. You train to fly only certain jets. He's right. like, we were on a regional. And he's like, this is a regional jet. So, you know, this these guys fly regional jets. They couldn't fly the jets that I'm training to fly. <laughs> and he yeah. didn't say that boastfully. You know, they couldn't fly the big boys. But isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I well, thought, hey, if you're a pilot, you can fly anything for that airline. Not true. Yeah. They're specific to what you're flying. Well, I mean, there's a lot more going on on those really big jets. That's why mm-hmm. the, the entire staff is bigger that's on them. Yeah. Flight attendants and everything. Um, and actually, I, I think you have, I mean, on international flights, 
you don't just have a, ca- a pilot and a co-pilot. I right. think you have two pilots and two co-pilots. Yes, and he said they're that not, gives you a chance. At the same time. It gives you some a chance to take a rest and right. sleep. Yeah, right. he explained that to me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why it is. You know, it's all it's all so well thought out. I left there feeling better about all of it. You know me. I don't love to fly, but I'm so much better than I used to be 20 years ago. Yeah, you, you are. Know, I really am. I can well, I can tune out even during turbulence. If I'm reading a good book, I can tune it out. I used to do like this. Well, you still, God, you you still grab the seat. You just don't claw into my arm anymore the way you used to. <laughs> sorry. That's, that's I am right. really sorry. But did, he, did he say if they fly mostly on autopilot or they fly? I didn't ask that question. Oh. Hmm. See, you guys would have had so much more fun sitting next to him than me. Yeah. But um, it was interesting to learn about, like, of course, we were 10 minutes into a conversation, and you know I asked him about turbulence. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, he, he explained to me that when they know they're, they see it and they're going to be going through it, of course they let you know. They don't want passengers to be surprised. Um, and he said, if you think about the way it's designed, you guys would have loved him. You think about the way it's designed, it's the wings that are doing that. You know, he was giving me, I'm surprised. I mean, he just gave me examples of why the plane is doing that, what it's doing. Yeah. It makes sense. So he physically explained that to me. He also said, if you'll notice, anytime you're going through turbulence, as soon as you hit the turbulence, the plane is going to slow down a little bit. And I said, I've never noticed that. And sure enough, in a little while, we went through something. Because you feel that? He just slowed down, as he yeah. should have, so that you feel it less. Yeah. Mm. I'm like, la. Oh. It was fabulous to sit next to him. But he ended up, like, I thought it was over. I'm like, oh, you answered my questions about turbulence. Great. Let me get to back, back to my book. And he just kept on talking because he's so <laughs> I love that. I would have absolutely loved sitting next to him. Um, we talked about, you know, the, the weather information that they have. So even if they do divert and fly a different route because they're they're doing that for your comfort right so that they take you out of as much of turbulence as possible um he also said that he feels the most in the airline industry he feels the most for the gate agents and the flight attendants yeah because he said like look what i'm going to be flying international flights i'm in the cockpit you know and i know my responsibility is great but I'm not dealing with someone who's upset, who's scared, who's mad, who's been yeah. uh, detoured and, and, you know, re- rerouted. Yeah, they're and, the first line of customer service, really. Yeah, and he said mostly for the flight attendants because they also, what they end up doing 99% of their time is serving you and dealing, you know, with your, what whatever your needs are. But they have to train for the emergency situations. And mm-hmm. if they're if you're in an emergency situation, they're the ones that are on the ground in it. So he said for him that he, he thinks that's one of the toughest jobs. Yeah. Even a gate agent can get away from a situation, but attendants, flight attendants cannot because they're on the plane. Does he say that they, in the uh, air they, they have any training for humor, too? Because you know how sometimes you get the, the pilots or the flight attendants that, you know, I did everything ask that has question. to be funny. I did ask him. I said, are you did giving you really? direction? Well, I didn't say humor, but I said, are you giving direction about what to say and what not to say? He goes, absolutely. You're supposed to remain calm. So if you get that super calm dude, I'm like, yes. Every pilot I've ever heard is like, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> experience a little but he, he just said that. Okay. Yeah. I think a, a, a pilot with good customer service, going back to what you were saying a minute ago, yeah. is, you know, they're they're very descriptive about the flight, the time, what to expect. Yeah. And and then, the you know, the welcome, not just the welcome aboard, but if there's anything that you need. I mean, I've had some great pilots that have mm-hmm. done that, you know, before. Yeah. But, um you know, and Sam, your question about takeoff and landing for autopilot, I had a pilot tell me one time that uh, the landings and the takeoffs are typically done manually. Mm-hmm. The, the plane is capable of doing it automatically or, you know, uh, with whatever, autopilot. 
but uh, it's done manually. Yeah. And the in-flight stuff is done on autopilot until they have to start to you know fly around bad weather and that sort of gotcha. thing. I did ask him. I, I probably it's like this is like he was sitting next to a fifth grader or something because I'm like, so what's more difficult, taking off or landing? And I was assuming landing, and he said landing. You know, landing was harder. That makes sense because it does to, make sense trying to make that a you know a soft landing. I mean, you know how many flights have we been on mm. where it's mm. bounced a little when it's landed? The and bounce it, you know. kills me. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes they can't help that when they're flying sure. into a wind, a, a crosswind, where they're trying to manage the plane and keep it straight. It's it's not as easy as you think. There's no reason to get mad at the pilot for that. He's probably doing his best. Uh, right, you know? I know. I mean, these are, most of these guys are guys that have flown on air, aircraft carriers before. They know how to yeah. put a plane down on a dime. Um, you know? I won't get into detail because he didn't get into detail, but when he was in the Air Force, he was in Afghanistan and Iraq. Mm-hmm. Okay? So he has he has done some stuff in the air, in airplanes. So That he probably doesn't have to do in a commercial plane, right? <laughs> right? No. But it was just really interesting, actually, to hear him talk about his airline and the industry. Um I just, well, I left there feeling, I walked away from that feeling like, you know, we as the customer, I remember, you know, when we've had difficulties traveling, when we three go go somewhere together and we're connecting and, and I remember thinking, man, if the airlines really have you, they mm-hmm. can mess up your whole trip, but they don't want to mess up a thing. And he really explained that to me. They think about every possible thing, but may, they don't want you to miss your connections. Of right. course not. They know you have other airline choices. Of course they don't. But they, number one, want you to have a good flight experience. So if it takes them longer to go around turbulence for you not to have turbulence, they're going to go a little longer. Yeah. You know, but they, they understand yeah. that. I just went away feeling like, well, there's a lot more thought put into all of this than it would seem. Really, you never yeah. you never felt that way before. I don't know. I, I never thought about it before. I guess I have flown so much over the years, ever since I was a kid, mm-hmm. that it's it has changed a lot. They've always been customer friendly, but it's the technology that's changed everything. Sure. The radars on the ground are the reason that they can fly around, and well, and the, and the the way the planes are equipped with radars are the reason that they can fly around bad weather. And like as recently as the 1980s, there were things about weather patterns that they did not understand you could get on some pretty bumpy flights mm-hmm. um that's mm-hmm. why they started putting certain types of doppler radars around airports in the 1980s to for like downdrafts and those kind of things that weren't just bouncy but dangerous or wind yeah. shears um, yeah and uh so but, i mean to me the fact that you can you know, track your baggage on your smartphone do anything that you need yeah. to on your smartphone track the flight it's crazy all that all that communication now it, it it's the best time ever to, to fly, to fly. You know, and I mean, I and there's still, a good slogan. Yeah, I still can't believe as a kid people smoked on the plane. <laughs> I know they actually, had, that they actually had a smoking section. I'm like, it's one tube. Yeah. How do you? How do you? How are you going to separate? It's okay, this? we're in the non-smoking section. Right, but uh, <laughs> I, to, to think that that was even ever a thing before it was outlawed is kind of weird. Did yeah. you ask him? Is it really necessary to turn your phone off? I thought about it. I thought about it, but I didn't want to. I don't know. There was so much other conversation going. I did not think to ask that. But uh, then that, what's he going to tell me? No, it's not. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm sure he he knew he knew who who I was. 
Yeah. He knew there was a possibility that I'd be talking about this for broadcast, okay. for podcasting. And <laughs> I don't think he was going to tell me anything well, on the, the DL. The thing is, your cell phone won't work up there anyway. So the only what, what happens is your phone is constantly trying to search for a frequency. And so if right? you have 200 people on a plane, mm-hmm. you're just creating unnecessary interference. It's not necessarily going to hurt the plane, but it's unnecessary. And if you're moving at 500 miles an hour and, you're, you and your phone happens to grab a, a cell tower and then not, oh, yeah. you can really... Me- it, it can't mess up the the cell providers, you know. Per, so there's a number of different reasons that you don't turn your phone on. And right. it's, nothing's going to be bad if you forget, but you're probably going to run your battery down because your phone's going to sit there the entire flight trying to mm-hmm. find a tower that it can't find. Mm-hmm. It was an interesting experience. I mean, it's just how rare, you know, how um, that will probably never happen. Well, as especially much as we somebody, travel. somebody who's you know willing to kind of walk you through it and pull up his tablet and show that's very he cool. He loved talking about yeah. it. Yeah, when he you pulled know, up the weather thing on the tablet. My dad would have loved that because my dad has been. That's the reason that I'm so into it is because he was an aviation buff. He was going to go into the Air Force, but because of a medical condition, he couldn't, and so he never really. It's he kind of gave up flying after that. He actually was getting his pilot's license, but then he just kind of gave up flying mm-hmm. after that. But um, but he's always been fascinated with you know different types of aircraft as I too. So I know we get on a yeah. plane. Murphy's always telling me, you know, this is the da 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 da. This is the CRJ eight hundred. Right. Right. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> the um, where's seat fourteen? Yeah. <laughs> but I think flight attendants must also have to have different training for different size flights. This is years ago, but I remember it was a flight attendant I was just talking to, and she was sitting back there with a, a couple of us. What? Sam's thinking, how hot was she? Hey, yeah. baby. It, it Sorry. Not, it wasn't a very full flight, so, you know, I mean, she was talking to about six or seven of us, and um, and everybody was just asking about, well, how long have you been doing this? Right. And it was one of those small regional flights, so it was it was actually a turboprop plane, mm-hmm. so it was uh. a really small plane, right? And, um, and I asked her, I said, well, so, do, you know, this is a pretty small aircraft. Do you ever... Do you ever fly on the big, you know, the bigger jumbo jets? And she started to tear up and she said, I don't meet the height requirements. I'm like, oh, I didn't mean no. to upset you. I'm very sorry. You know, you I mean, are lying. Just, yeah, I mean, she, that happened. Yeah. She started crying. I felt like a complete idiot. <laughs> you know? Well, you didn't know. That sounds like something stupid I would walk into. Yeah, yeah it sounds like both of you. You know, and that's an, going back to oh. what he said, this pilot, and his first name was Mike. I'm not going to say his last name, you know, privacy, but his first name was Mike. But um, he, when, he, when he, we talked about the flight attendants and how, how he really feels for them, they have some serious training that you hope they never have to use. But yeah. they have training about how to exit and get off of the aircraft, you know, if in, an, in the event of emergency. So he's well, like all have, mad I mean, respect to them. Medical emergencies. I mean, there are all kinds of yes. unexpected. Yeah, you know, we've things. seen the movie Airplane. We know what goes on. <laughs> right. See, that's where you guys would have been dorks <laughs> sitting next to him because you. He said the word vector at one point. <laughs> he said something about vector when we were talking about turbulence, and I, I totally was not about to pull one of your airplane jokes. You're going to ask him if his name was Roger. <laughs> How's the clearance, Clarence? Okay. Missed any part of the show? Get it all at murphysamandjody.com.